Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 32 of Movie Dumpster. Today we're talking Mortal Kombat Annihilation from 1997, directed by John Leonetti. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor, and now you will die, McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. In six days, you will all bow to me! It has begun! Connor, I have to say, you delivered that line better than the actress in the movie. <laughs> he did. I, if, I, if I fucking propped up my dead grandpa and just puppeteered him, <laughs> it would probably be as convincing as well. I mean, I have to say, though, Connor, you know, you brought this on yourself. You know, when we did Dark Forest and Devon's Ghost, you're sitting there saying, ah, the fans that are that are giving us suggestions, please look out for our health. And then you drop this fucking bomb on us. Well, <laughs> let's give this small bit of background. Uh, I didn't know it was my, well, at least I found out late it was my pick. Um... So I was like, all right, well, rather than spend all day trying to think about this, I'll just go right for the Hurt Locker and just just, just reach in and grab something I know is just putrid. Boom. That That's fair. I just wanted to point that out. Oh, yeah. You got a fucking ringer here, man. Jesus. Oh, my God. This movie is dog shit. I forgot how bad it was. That is an insult to dog shit. Let's be fair. <laughs> This is the kind of thing that should kill a brand. Well, it kind of did. This and MK4. It totally did. I mean, we haven't had a movie since, and they've been they've been working on one for what feels like 25 years. Ed Boon, one of the co-creators of Mortal Kombat, is notoriously known to have hated this fucking movie and said it was the lowest point in franchise history. Well, John Tobias fucking helped write it, for Christ's sake. I wish fucking Noob Saibot could have saved the people that were fucking <laughs> making this movie. I'm going to punch this movie around when it comes to taking liberties with my precious Mortal Kombat lore. Because uh, it's not it's not hard. It's not hard. It's really not. No. It's martial arts poppycock with sorcery. That's it. Yep. It's really silly. It's not hard to understand. But instead, we have some convoluted, like, Bible-ass shit going on in this fucking movie. Yeah. They don't even bother to explain why that's a thing. Nope. The Bible shit just pisses me off because it's just like... It's just there for no reason other than to just be there, and it doesn't even impact the story in any real meaningful way. No. It's there to trick you into putting an invisible timer over your head that just disappears halfway through the movie. Yeah, because it's like, seven days, annihilation TM, Mortal Kombat. Well, it's like at the end of the movie, you know, were they expecting Jesus Christ to fucking show up and save them? Like, what are we going for here? I guess. I. It's a whole thing with, like, the Elder Gods that's so, it, it's so muddy and, like, what are you talking talking about they somehow managed to goof the story of mortal kombat 2 and 3 which was just after losing shao Kahn is like okay fuck this i'm just gonna invade yeah right like he's not it's not it's not a prophecy it's not no six days nonsense he's like no nah, i'm just gonna take this window of opportunity i'm gonna go invade he's like i'm tired of this these rules are stupid yeah well because he's like oh shang sung failed me so guess what i'm gonna put my fucking boot up your ass yeah pretty much and i, I think even through that like aggression gets the other gods to grant another tournament that way this can end like in a somewhat formal way. Yeah, I think that's how the original game places it. And you, yeah. you got to remember, though, these the old arcade games, it was literally just, you know, a, a couple of screens of text, if that, like, if you waited for the uh, credits to show up if you didn't start the game fast enough. Yeah. So they didn't really have a lot to work with, but they really just... Even with the tiny bit they had, they just totally fucking borked it anyway. If you want to be simple, you can just go to Mortal Kombat 9 and use 
their new timeline as like, well, this is our fucking layout here, so we can just go off here. Right, right, right. Well, it's the remake, so. Yeah. Right, and that's kind of an unfair comparison, I would say, only because we've had, you know, when did this come out? 97, we've had almost 20 fucking years of, of, of middling to bad to really good Mortal Kombat games and a few pretty good fan movies. Um, I would say there was that one that came out like right around the time MK9 got released where it was the uh, yeah the it was like the episodic one that was pretty decent I watched three of those today uh, after I was done with the movie I watched the two Sub-Zero and Scorpion ones um, and watched the Cyrax and Sector uh, little origin short that's really fucking cool where they go through like the clans and stuff that's good shit they had that but then there was also the one that kind of came out the same time the Mortal Kombat 9 trailer was about to hit where it was like uh, Jax and I want to say Sonya like in a fucking like interrogation room yeah it was um, it was Michael Jai White yeah. Jerry Ryan right Spawn himself yeah they were gonna do a weird gritty crime reboot of Mortal Kombat yeah then you also have Liu Kang playing fucking Gobi in uh, Beverly Hills Ninja I feel really bad for Robin Shu this time around because he, I think, choreographed the first Mortal Kombat movie. He's phoning it in, man, <laughs> on this one. He's not just phoning it in. Like, he's having a miserable time. Yeah. The first movie has fight sequences that are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it is. It, they're really good. Uh, they're really fun. I felt like fast-forwarding through the fight scenes in this movie. They're just kind of eh. The fight scenes happen? That's when I put my notepad down, because I was like, I have nothing to say about these, because they're all the fucking same. <laughs> Every single one. Yeah. Um, especially the, the end fights are the worst. Oh, yeah. Uh, I feel like. Oh, those are the let's get this over with fights. Like, yeah. Those are they just running to the finish line. Wrap it up, yeah. This movie is a 90-minute sprint into absolutely nothing. Yeah, I mean, who? Uh, this was a cash-in. I, I Like, it's glaringly obvious. It looks worse and has worse acting than, like, straight-up cosplayers and fan films. These costumes are appalling. Just from a technical perspective, this movie is ugly as fuck. You're not wrong. And here's the thing with, like, the director. Like, he's been a cinematographer for, like, a bunch of great films like uh the insidious uh the conjuring like the conjuring is shot so well he also was the cinematographer of the first mortal Kombat movie yes he was he was um which is weird because it's like okay well if you're the cinematographer why aren't you telling your cinema why aren't you telling your fucking dp what to do properly you know what i mean it's filmed entirely differently it looks like shit and then when it's not it's just borrowing wholesale from the first movie right and it's almost like a guy was just like eh, i did that on the first movie i'm not fucking doing that on this one and then like he paid for it cuz then for like 10 years after that that's all he did was cinematography again not that there's anything wrong with that, but he clearly was trying to be a director. And he went on to direct Annabelle and uh, Wish Upon. Yeah, no thanks. I don't know. Annabelle 2 is good. The, the first one that this guy directed is... Yeah, it's, it's fucking Rosemary's Baby, for God's sakes. I've heard it's kind of like Ouija, where those movies get progressively less terrible as they go on. Yeah. Pro tip, don't put scenes of uh, the better movie in your shittier movie. Yeah, don't remind me of what I wasn't watching. Exactly. If you guys want to jump right into it, then, you know, the movie starts basically with this, uh, this fucking Mortal Kombat music playing. It starts getting you all amped up. They got the fucking Shaolin Monk symbol or whatever the fuck it is, the main logo. I get, This got me so mad, because I was like you have the balls to piggyback off the first movie right now i know i was 11 year old my dick was so hard in the fucking theater when this came <laughs> up i'm like yeah this is gonna be amazing Mortal Kombat. that is a very unfortunate visual and then i was like this movie sucks and i was 11 and that's not good we get the logo we get the music everything seems familiar and then james ramar happens you're like who, uh, who the fuck are you where's christopher lambert <sighs> 
Let me tell you how much I was like, I need Christopher Lambert in here, like now. James Remar delivers every line as if he's like telling you how to change tire. <laughs> hey, I'm Dexter's dad. How's it going? I'm an agely mentor. How you doing? <laughs> this is my only tone of voice the entire film, even when things are going south. The thing that disturbs me the most about this character is he's just basically Gandalf without the fucking hat. Well, yeah, but like, here's the thing with James Remar, like, he usually just plays the same character, whatever whatever role he's in. I like James Remar, but not as the god of or the lord of thunder. You know what I mean? No, right. right. I mean he's he's amazing as Ajax and the Warriors because it's like nothing you'll you'll see from him in yeah. modern times because he's being a, he's a foul mouthed brawler yeah. who drops the other f bomb all the time. It's just cast like super poorly. Like this is not the role for him, especially as the movie progresses, because it's like what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. This movie is supposed to take place minutes after the first one ends, probably seconds, and somehow, some way, everyone's either in different clothing or they're a different person. Okay, so they borrow footage from the di- directly from the end of the first movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can see where you can see the cut where it goes from the first Mortal Kombat to this like dime store version of the film. Yeah. And it's like, oh, here we go. I don't really remember the first one as well as you guys. I haven't seen it probably in like 10 plus years, but I remember enjoying it. It's fun. It's good. It's stupid, but it's good. But to me, it just seemed like it, the effects just seem like from the little bit that I do remember and correct me on this other than Goro looking a little all over the place. The effects almost look like a jump from Batman and fucking forever to Batman and Robin or, you know, Batman Returns to Batman Forever, however you want to do the math on it. It's like so strikingly different. Everything looks like it's been dialed back from a budget. Okay, look, the first movie is, it's not perfect, but it's got some really cool shots of, like, matte paintings and little fucking models. Sure. And, uh, like, there's a, there's a whole room full of statues of old Mortal Kombat winners. Yes. Every set is, like, beautifully, just, like, lovingly designed to look like it fits in the game, or at least fits in that universe. Mm-hmm. And this movie is like, hey, do you like crags? How about rocks? Do you like sand? <laughs> the CG is was always dodgy in the first one, and you kind of and you kind of like, eh. You know, the practical stuff was great. Yeah. Um, and some of the CG is fine. And reptile looked like shit. That's my opinion. Uh, but the it's it's like we it, Connor and I were talking about Maximum Carnage the other day, and it's like going from the Maximum Carnage game for SNES to Separation Anxiety, <laughs> uh, the sequel. Okay, and it's like, why is the screen covered in bacon grease? Oh, the game just looks worse. Yeah, it's like how did how did we go from this super polished thing to this piece of shit? Like it's supposed to be better than the predecessor. The first one was a financial and like kind of critical success. I don't understand how you approach this like it's just disposable. If the first one was a hit. Like this, the way this is executed just makes it seem like someone goes, get it out the fucking door. And I don't care what happens to it. You know what the big problem is? It's overstuffed and it's just there. You know, I never thought I'd say this, but there is just too much fan service in this film. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say it right now. And the, his his five fans can get angry at me. There's no reason to even mention Stryker in a Mortal Kombat film. <laughs> Everyone hates him. I, you know what? I, I am one of those five fans. Oh, uh, if he showed up as a Tyrannosaurus, little with his little animality. Oh God, fuck me! <laughs> you hear about Cabal and Stryker, and I'm like, oh shit. Okay, cool. They're gonna join the fucking team, and they just never show up. They never, they don't appear. No, it's because Rain offhandedly mentions that they're both dead. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I wish Cabal was in this movie because his fucking character's on his badass. So Liu Kang and uh, Katana are the old ones that kept their actors. Yeah, Raiden is James Remar. Sonya is. Some 
somebody else, not uh, uh, what's her face from Billy Madison, Bridget Wilson. Yeah, and then uh, Johnny Cage suddenly got shorter and his voice went up seven octaves. God, you, you gotta do Johnny dirty in this fucking movie, man. Oh, right? What is with that? Rewatching this, I was like, I know it's gonna happen. I'm gonna get mad anyway. And it happened, I was like, I hate this movie. Well, the goddamn guy, you know, not to jump too ahead, but he beat fucking Goro in the first movie and he gets taken out like a chump. Yeah. I don't understand why that even happened. I don't know. We were right at the end of the first movie and then the fucking, the sky cracks open a la fucking John Hurt. But instead <laughs> of like displaced time warriors, it starts raining ninjas. Yeah. And then James Remar like gives us this whole like recap of the first film. Um, and then he's like, "Welp, that was that. Now here's Shao Kahn and here's the second movie. Well, you know, it's like these guys rain out from the fucking sky. It's like Protheans in a corner shouting in a fucking cloud. <laughs> um, with these guy ninjas comes Rain, Ermac, Shiva, Shao Kahn, and Motaro. The only one who doesn't look like he went to the Halloween store to get his stuff was Shao Kahn. And Sindel. Well, for now, for now... Until he decides just to remove his mask for 90% of the fucking movie. What a great idea that was. Yeah. And at this point in Ermac's existence, he didn't have a backstory. He was a bonus character. Like, he was basically a secret character. Rain had hardly been developed. What was he, uh, MK4 Rain showed up? No, MK3 was Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 gave us more ninjas. It was Rain and Ermac. Yeah. And then Trilogy opened everybody up on the PS1. When the fucking bad guys show up from uh, Outworld. Upworld? Yeah, Upworld. Where fucking Norm's <laughs> in there with them. He's hanging on with a fucking crunch bar. Kaminsky comes down with the whole fucking gaggle of fucking mutants. Oh, yeah. I, he comes down with the fucking Zaphanoids. <laughs> So he pals around with the Tarkatans? Yes, yes. Sure. I got knives in my arm. <laughs> so they all show up and then, you know, shows the hero characters and then a scream is off screen and it cuts and Sindel just like comes out from like a stairwell behind them that I guess is supposed to be her rising out of the dirt. And it's like, yeah, I'm alive now. No one in the audience knows I was dead unless they played the game, maybe, but I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even catch that. And we're not even given chance to relax before, like, the bad acting comes at us at full force because Katana goes, Mother, you're still alive. And then to not match that low energy, uh, the actress plays Sindel goes, And now you, dramatic pause, will die. Yeah. And then you got fucking, okay, so Brian Thompson is Shao Kahn, and if you don't know who Brian Thompson is, he he's like one of the, he's one of the, um, the punkers in the first, uh, Terminator movie with, um, with Bill Paxton. He pops up in everything, like he was in Joe Dirt. Yeah, he plays Buffalo Bob, which is funny because the director of this movie did the cinematography for Joe Dirt. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, God. Sure did. This Shao Kahn is so fucking lame in this movie that I wanted to rip my goddamn computer screen off every time he was on the, in the fucking movie. I know. So not terrifying. But he could be. But he looks like shit, in my opinion. In in every Mortal Kombat game that I can remember where he was a main bad guy, which was a lot of them, he just rolled over every character, no problem. It took you like 40 fucking tries to beat the dude. Oh, yeah, it was hard. He's like eight feet tall. Yeah. Like, he's a scary dude, yeah. and this guy just is like... Yeah, he's regular size. He's with, he just looks like everybody else. He's got that huge stone fucking warhammer, and I don't see that once in this movie. Well, you see it one time. Yeah. And it's stupid. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. I'm not even sure why he has it or what he's doing with it. He murders someone with it, we'll get to. I don't know. He's not... He's not... You'd think this guy who's typecasted as a fucking scary dude... He's like a, he's like a modern day... He's like our generation's Michael Berryman. He's not a scary... 
Shao Kahn whatsoever. And I think that really has to do with taking the mask off and shit like that. Also, he's not lit in like a dramatic way. It's just like full frontal fucking lighting and you can like see his eyes through the mask and shit. Like, why wouldn't you like keep that like down lighting, like keep it dark so it looks like just like skull face? I don't know. They don't even conceal his presence for like maybe the halfway exactly. point. They just fucking show you Shao Kahn right from the front. And he's just like, hi, Bible shit. And in another departure from like the ending of the first movie which was minutes ago the ending of the first movie has Shao Kahn like appear in the sky as like a big giant goblin with a fucking skull helmet yeah Frank Welker's doing his voice yeah and now it's like oh that was just an illusion here right don't look at the man behind the curtain exactly I pay no attention to the Shao Kahn behind the curtain that was a projection oh <laughs> he like fucking he jumps up on this staircase and goes like his voice irritates the fuck out of me in this movie. And then the Earth was made in six days, and it will be destroyed in the same time. I don't need it. What are we talking about? Why does it take six days for fucking... I don't know. You know, oh, okay, so we didn't even crunch a plot to this. So the plot is Shao Kahn comes from Outworld. He's like, look, motherfuckers, I'm about to make... I'm about to merge... It's basically Mario Brothers. Like, he wants to merge our world with Outworld and then rule that. And then that's it. And the problem with that plot is that about halfway through the movie, it just kind of abandons any kind of, like, threat or stipulation around this, like, supposed merger by telling you for half the film, no, these things are important. And then you get to that point, it's like, they're not important. Yeah, but they're red herring. They're red herrings. And it's just, like, the stupidest twist. And even the characters are just like, wait, what? Are we in the right movie? They're red herrings for a twist that doesn't exist. <laughs> There's no reveal. No, no. Like, the characters are like, hey, it, w- w- it's a twist. And the characters are like, wait, what is a twist? And I'm like, wait, what's a twist? And then Liu Kang has to explain it to us. I didn't even know there was a twist. And I just watched the movie. <laughs> Because it doesn't exist. It's just stupid. So Shao Kahn fucking comes, and he's like, I'm going to kill you motherfuckers in six days. Here we go. Yeah, and then Raiden does his attack at him. Oh, my. With the fucking sound effect from the game and everything. God. We're doing lots of sound effects from the game here. Like, a ton. We're doing one of the most poorly executed one-on-one fight sequences I've ever laid eyes on. And it's basically just, like, from the top left corner of your screen... James Ramar jumps and does a Superman pose, and then hard cut, and then maybe his fists, maybe someone else's, just like slam Brian Thompson in the back, and then hard cut again. He is now sailing somewhere away from where he was standing. I don't know how he got there. And he just eats shit, and this goes on for about a minute. You want to talk about bad CG and bad compositing? (laughs) I was just talking to Connor about this before we started rolling, and this is worse than Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, by far, by fucking far. I think I even made a reference to that in Dungeons and Dragons. I was like, yeah, remember that fucking shitty animality in 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 Mortal Kombat? Yes. Guess what, folks? It's fucking worse. Like at least 10 times worse than Dungeons and Dragons. Everyone's like composite against this ugly purple sky. Um and then they have these very, very noticeable halos around anyone who's moving in front of this background. Yeah, it's not It's not even the fact that the back... I mean, the background sucks, but, like, it's the fact that, like, this wasn't, like, keyed properly, and, like, th- all of the actors are so soft and feathered around the edges. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> well, it's like every time one of these ninja people or whatever the fuck they're supposed to be jumps in the air, they, like, fucking disappear for a second because the key's so bad. It's clipped. They're fucking clipped in some of the, in some of the scenes. 
I mentioned Motaro, who, if you're familiar with the games, is the centaur character from Mortal Kombat 3. We don't have the budget for this! Uh, which means he has an entire uh, lower torso that's a horse. But you wouldn't know, because he's always filmed from the chest up. And he looks like some guy who works at Pet Boys, <laughs> and someone just slapped some fucking horns on his head and called it a day. That's it. There's no effort made to look like he's something other than human. No, because, like, in the game, he has, like, this monstrous face. He looks like a Doom boss. Yes. He's freaky looking. They made him out of clay. Like, it was, I think he was a clay model when they first modeled him. So Raiden's fighting Shao Kahn, he's about to fucking kick his ass. And then Shao Kahn takes Sonya as a hostage to like, I'm going to kill Sonya Blade if you don't bow at my feet. And he's like, oh, you're going to hide behind a human? And he's like, you've been hiding behind humans forever. But Raiden's like, I'm about to kill all your fucking generals. I'm about to send them into a fucking shitstorm if you don't let her go. Yeah, because he has, like, that teleportation power, and he has it, like, pointed at, at them. They're basically encompassed in it. Yeah, they're like in a bubble. I kind of like the idea of Raiden going, like, go ahead, kill the one human. I've got billions more. You only have six generals. No, well, that's his that's his, <laughs> that's his soft spot, though, because he's like, oh, I can't, I can't let Sonya die. Yeah. So Johnny Cage fucking sh- tries to shadow kick... Shao Kahn, and it's in full effect here. I mean, it looks like the video game, straight up. It's the, it's the one fucking cool effect in the goddamn movie, in my opinion, because it's Johnny Cage fucking doing something useful. Well, right before this, fucking Shao Kahn does, like, that shoulder charge with, like, the green behind him. And that that looks like shit. It looks like garbage. It looked like those fucking lasers from the first Hellraiser that looked they were drawn in, like, uh, crayon. Oh, God. Yeah, it looks like fucking butt. And he and he even shoots like those uh, those skulls, not the skulls, but you know he has that. He has that green fucking projectile. I'm not even sure what yes. the hell it is. He like exactly. fires it and blows up some holy site. It just looks like a fucking pentagram or made out of light bright. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Johnny Cage tries to shadow kick Shao Kahn, and he fucking pimp slaps him to the ground and grabs him by the head. And Raiden's like, "No, don't kill Johnny Cage." Those are $500 sunglasses you just dropped down the ground. Yeah, which sound like a piece of rebar when they hit the ground. Ping, ping. Also, where did you get new sunglasses from? Goro broke them. And this is minutes after the first movie. So, <laughs> so Shao Kahn's got fucking Johnny by the head, and he's like, and he's like, all right, Raiden, bow before me, and I'll let your piece of shit human go. And he goes to bow, and he's like, fooled you, and he snaps fucking Johnny Cage's neck, and then they all disappear. Yeah, they jump into a fucking portal. Yeah, they jump into a portal, and they're like, here comes hell, bye. It's six days, bye. They open a pack of Gogurt, and they disappear. <laughs> they all drink a Capri Sun, and they fucking fly into the portal. Yeah, they all they all flew away on fucking surfboards. I can't quite explain that one. They turn into metal goo and fly away. Yeah. This is the point where the movie had a face. I just wanted to hit it because, like, how dare you do that to Johnny Cage? Right. Aside from Liu Kang being the, uh, like, ubiquitous star of the first movie, like, Johnny Cage is so good in that fucking movie. He is. And I have, and I have no idea who that actor is. I've never seen him again. <laughs> He's actually the sheriff on the new Teen Wolf for MTV right now. What? Yeah, I've never seen it. Don't care. I don't even know his fucking name, for Christ's sake. So, it's fucking Cage is dead, and then... He's all these dumb fucking flippy ninjas are still around, and then through the sky thunders what's supposed to say annihilate him. But I wrote down three things it sounded like, um, nihilate um, ah, <laughs> um, whatever. Nio ate them. How about I didn't even know that happened. Maya make him. I don't know. It just goes. <laughs> Oh, he goes, he goes, Mortal Kombat Annihilation them, TM. Oh, yeah. So, the music's a lot of fun in the first movie. Um, we are, it's considerably uh, worse in this. It's like... Yeah, okay, no, the music in this movie should be considered an act of terrorism. <laughs> 
I was tracking when the songs would change per fight, and it was like three to four times. Somebody went to like free play music and downloaded like the thirty second versions of everything and just kind of strung them together. Ah, uh, whoa, that that's not true for Scooter's Fire. Fuck that. <laughs> I'll talk about when we get to it. So, yeah, the music is terrible. Um, Raiden to get away from the flipping ninjas, which I wrote down, stop flipping. Because at some point in the background, like, there's just dudes, shirtless dudes in baggy pants with ninja hoods just flipping around. Like, what are you doing? That's their leg day, man. (laughs) This is your extermination squad? Look at a bunch of jolly fellas. This isn't even the extermination squad. We see what they look like later. They're like fucking shoguns. Raiden teleports them to the fucking crypt of all places. Another fucking uh, reference to the game. Oh, that's right. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. They fucking trade in their fucking combat coins and they unlock free shit. I wish. (laughs) Behind them, Oni and Drummond were probably hanging out, too. Oh, God. They fucking unlocked the script of the movie, and they're like, really? This is what happens next? This is how it goes down? All right, let's just not leave this room. And Raiden's basically just like, you know, Shao Kahn's trying to blend the fucking the earth and outworld, and, and the gates are open or whatever, or the portals are open, and Liu Kang's like, well, what the fuck? I was like, he's like, we, we beat him. We, we, we won the tournament. We're supposed to be fine for another decade. And he's like, nope. Sorry, the rules changed. <laughs> Raiden's like silence, and then he like eye beams a fucking wall, and some boxes fall over. Yeah, or or whatever, and and then fucking Luke Kang's like Luke Kang again says, "Wait a second, we won. What the fuck with the Elder Gods?" I love that love that Luke Kang is the only one calling the plot out. Like <laughs> poor Robin Shu is taking a fucking back seat in this movie. Yeah, he is not the protagonist. There was a line earlier in the beginning of the movie where where they're talking about Shao Kahn invading and. Luke Kang's like, we close those portals, and Raiden goes, they work both ways. And Sonya goes, what's that supposed to mean? I was like, it's a door. Do you know what a door is, Sonya? Yeah, but he goes, what closes opens again, shrug. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, you won, so that so the Elder God should just close the fucking thing. I don't get the fucking thread of why the Elder Gods want to merge everything in this movie. Right. The Elder Gods are a bunch of useless con artists, okay? I don't know what their purpose is, but it's not to fo- it's not to enforce any rules that they seemingly make up on the fly. No, they're supposed to be neutral, so that's why I don't this fucking plot is so stupid. Uh so yeah, this is where we get a mini lore dump, one of a few. Uh and Raiden's like, "Bleh, merge of the realms. It's not really Mortal Kombat 2, but close enough." Uh and then everybody gets a side quest. Oh yeah. We cut to Shao Kahn. He's just like, it has begun. Remember the first movie when Shang Tsung said that? Is that when he's in his fucking home base, Castle Grayskull? <laughs> fucking thing looks exactly like it, minus the skull on the front of the fucking building. Uh, yeah, like, what's it called? Raiden's like, lore dump. Everyone hears your quest. Okay, separate. Now let's get in these gyroscopes that we took from the lawnmower man. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, by the way, as the worlds merge, I lose my power. Just letting you know. Well, see ya. Didn't they have some kind of transportation in the first one? It was, like, this goo that, like, grabbed you and, like, transported you, like, the same way these balls do? Uh... Yeah. Because Shang Tsung takes Sonya and the the goo grabs him. And then Raiden can kind of teleport people in and out? I don't know. Sort of. It's very loose, loose and fast. If you can teleport, then why do you need the gyroscopes? I don't know. They gyroscope to whatever like it's not even outworld i don't even know what it is it's like our world somewhere else yeah and then you know katana and lou get to the end of the the uh the tunnel and they're like all right well what do we do now and raiden's just like all right i'll tell you what Sonya Blade, you come with me. We'll go find that other character from the video game. And you, Liu Kang, you're going to go meet this other character from the video game. And we'll meet it. We'll meet a little later, all right? All right, bye. I'm going to go talk to mom and dad and sort this whole thing out. Yeah. You know, Liu Kang and Katana are walking around this fucking, like, 
cave system or whatever, and then fucking Dracula sneaks up on him in mist form. Oh, wait, no, actually, it's just smoke. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Fucking smoke in all full-on cyborg form. God fucking damn it, I hate this so much. So this is the first thing here where I'm like, wait a second. You can't just introduce Shao Kahn and then all of a sudden we have the cyborgs. Why isn't it regular smoke? Why is he cybernetic? Yeah, why is he suddenly a cyborg? Why does Ray, Why does Shao Kahn have cyborgs? I don't, I don't know. Like, there are cyborgs in the video game, but smoke was a human first. Yes, and they have their own agenda, and they're centered on Earth. They don't represent Outworld at all. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> They sure as fuck don't have any of these stupid tattoos that fucking come off and die. Uh, and by the way, when we say robot, we mean some dudes in some motocross gear with a black unitard on. You want to talk about Dime Store fucking Halloween costume shit? Here you go. It's like leather fucking bumpy pleather padding over just, like, a black onesie. But it's, like, poorly, poorly made. Yeah, you know, the kicker, at least in my opinion, is as bad as this costume looks, like, the cyborgs in this movie probably have some of the better costumes, which is saying a lot. Yeah, because we're about to go and train to just fucking Garbageville as soon as more characters start showing up. Uh, so uh, this is when, uh, actually, it's, it's funny, we mentioned that a few minutes ago. This is where, one, two, three, fire! It just goes on. It's that guitar riff. For like three minutes. Katana's fighting jobbers, and then Liu Kang is like, like, Three Stooges-esque, just rolling over this very, very, very fake-looking cavern. Yep, and he fucking, he's getting, like, missiles shot at him. And clue you in, fucking director, okay? Sector shot the fucking missile. And you know who had the fucking bombs to drop out of his stomach? Smoke. You know who has that in this movie? Cyrax. (laughs) What the fuck are we doing? It doesn't make any goddamn sense. If, if, If you're trying to base it on the game, base it on the fucking game. Yeah, but why not have Sector and Cyrax? Why do we have smoke and Cyrax? Yeah, ketchup and mustard, dude. And Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Fucking Scorpion and Sub-Zero, baby. It's the same kind of shit. Katana's fighting these jobbers and then reaches down to, like, her boots and pulls out these big, giant, ridiculous-looking, what looks to be, like, wavy clubs that have a point at the end of them. They look like swizzle sticks that you stir your fucking drink with. They're the frumpiest motherfuckers ever. Unfolds them, and they're supposed to be her trademark fans, except there are these oblong, ridiculous-looking, just heavy-ass-looking blades that look like they're a pain in the ass to hold on to, and she uses them for about six seconds, and then we never see them again. It looks like shit. It looks like shit. And it's like, why? Just to have them? Just because she has the fans in the game? Why didn't you make them more practical? And, like, those are those are weapons of death, and she's just kind of batting people along the cheeks with them. She can barely fucking wield them, okay? So Liu Kang and Smoke are having this really—the fights in this movie are so boring. That's a big problem. We're—this it's, it's is a Mortal Kombat movie. Like, that's what I'm here for. Especially because this movie only has one formula, which is fight scene, talking. Fight scene, talking. Fight scene, talking, fight scene, talking, the end. But we're moving at, like, breakneck pace, by the way. Like, it's slowed down here because we're talking about it, but this shit happens, like, one motherfucking thing after another. Uh, so as Liu Kang is fighting Smoke, uh... And then Sub-Zero fucking literally flies in, um, looking like he got his costume at Walmart... Uh, and sprays smoke with ice, and then he goes, Hey, yeah, kick the missile in his chest. That should be totally diffused right now, because I froze him. Yeah, and then they fuck. Liu Kang, like, kicks him over a cliff, and he explodes. 
And then he's like, Luke Kang's like, wait a second, I killed you in the first movie. And he's like, no, it was my brother. At the end of the day, there's no reason for him to be here at all. Not only is he not here, I just realized that he doesn't fucking show up again. No, and he's here solely to kill Smoke. Have a, you know, okay, I'm just going to get into it. So, so then there's this fucking gap between where they need to go. Like, you know, they're in a cavern. And, and Sub-Zero, like, conjures this, like, Windows 95-ass-looking, like, water orb in his fucking hands, <laughs> like, bad Naruto cosplay or some shit, and then it turns into ice, he points his fingers forward, and then an ice bridge fucking goes across, but it, like, it looks like somewhere in between stop motion and really bad CGI, like, like they couldn't decide what to go with. It looks like shit. Yeah, oh my god. And then, like, the actual prop used for this ice bridge looks like a big, giant piece of blue styrofoam. Because it was. <laughs> and before we go any further, Sub Zero like tells Liu Kang he's like he's like Katana's the key to close the portals. Well, see ya. And then we go, and then we get the fucking ice shield or the ice bridge. And guess who fucking pops up? Oh my god! Okay, this is something else that bothered me because I get that Scorpion's a wraith, but Scorpion was fucking dead. Yeah, he was. And at the end of the last movie, Johnny Cage dist- killed him in the only way in which you really can kill Scorpion, which he blew him up! He also cut his fucking head in half. But I, like, that's fine, and I get it. Like, Scorpion's always feuding, you know, those two clans are always feuding, like, forever. But it's not, like, it's not in the movie, it's just kind of, I mean, it. the scene is in the movie, but none of that lore is in the movie. No, because he shows up to do, he shows up to say suckers, kidnaps Katana. Oh my god! He puts his fucking best precious Roy on, he's like, sucker. He, too, then flees the movie and is never seen or heard from again. It's like, okay, so Scorpion got, like, the most valuable piece on this game table, and no one's congratulating him. He's not sticking around for the rest of the fight. Like, he's not right next to Shao Kahn. Like, where the fuck did he go? (laughs) Exactly. Was he even working for Shao Kahn? What was the deal? What did he give him in exchange? His costume all... Okay, who's played Mortal Kombat Mythologies for N64? Me. These costumes look worse than the costumes in those live-action cutscenes. Sure do. You got it right the first time. Why don't you just recycle what the fuck you made? I don't get it. They were so simple-looking and so, like fitting for those characters in the first movie. Yeah. Like, it's just a yellow sash, and, like, like Sub-Zero kind of had the blue V-thing and it went down, and it looked, it looked realistic. It looked like someone would actually wear that. This looks like a costume. Yeah, it looks like EVA foam that you'd make. It looks like cosplay, like, really bad cl- cosplay. Yeah, uh, and then his uh, his sentient harpoons come back, and they look so much worse than the first movie. And he's got two for whatever reason, because it's Mortal Kombat 2. Well, he, he, he basically, this fucking styrofoam bridge you were talking about, he kind of sh- fucking comes up from behind, like, he shoots his grappling hook like he's a fucking worm from the game Worms and he fucking whips it around and he flies up and attacks fucking Sub-Zero for like five minutes and then nothing comes of it like you guys have been saying and then just Luke Kang's like oh shit Katana's gone now what the fuck do I do and Sub-Zero goes I don't know what the fuck to tell you bye and never comes back and my my thing is like my thing is where'd he come from and where is he going? Beats me. Uh, I did note earlier that Ed Boon, uh, co-creator of the series, uh, hated this movie, but he did also voice Scorpion because he had a history of doing that in the series. So I just think it's kind of hilarious that Ed Boon said suckers in the voice of Scorpion. Hey, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll do anything you say. Clearly. Uh, and then we fucking cut to Raiden and Sonya coming out of the fucking hamster ball. And he's like, here, check it out. And it's like this fucking desolate, like, post-apocalyptic fucking laboratory and he's like Jax is in there go find Jax remember Jax from the game Jax is in there your partner Sonya like 
should have been what Robin Shu was doing in the beginning of the movie. He's like, how do you, what do you mean? St talk back, back it up a bit. Right. What do you mean my friend is here? How do you know this? Where did you get this information? <laughs> She's going with the flow. He's he's like, he's like, come on, your partner's in there. He's like, okay. Do you have a plan, Lord Raiden? No. Well, they come out of like this hedge maze or whatever, and then they walk into the fucking scene from Terminator 2 where Sarah's dreaming about the nukes going off. It's like weird as fuck. Hanging onto the fence? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is Jax doing there? There's nobody in the facility. He's just laying there. He's just there by himself, chilling on a surgical table while he's strapped down to, by the way, uh, yeah. with his fancy new uh, metal arms. Well, it's like somebody worked on him and then left them in the fucking table and just never came back. Yeah, I gotta go punch out now. My shift's over. Bye. The way that they fucking describe this is like Outworld comes in and like all of the other people that are in... Our world are dead except for these fighters. Yeah. Because there's there ain't there ain't a fucking extra to be had besides ninjas that fall out of the sky. No. And the extermination squads, which don't do anything. Yeah. Sonya tries to get Jax out of this fucking thing that he's that he's laying down on. He's got the fucking metal arms, which just look like they slip on. Uh, they look like shit. It, it looks like they're Velcroed to his skin. I, I don't remember any version of Jax where he just slipped <laughs> the fucking metal arms on and off. It was usually because his fucking arms got cut off. In the reboot, Ermac blows his arms up. And it's pretty fucking metal. It is really awesome. <laughs> and there's this like minor subplot with his character, if you even want to call it that, where... People in the movie keep basically saying to him, oh, why do you need those robot arms? Aren't you good enough without them? It's like, oh. Okay, I, I have an issue with this line of thinking. Why wouldn't someone need robot arms? Yeah, seriously. You're fighting monsters. Yes, you need robot arms. We're cutting your legs off, Jax. Guess what? We're finding you some metal legs. Yeah. <laughs> he actually says that. He's like, he wish he had it at one point. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm going to ask you guys a question before we get into this scene. Did anybody else, like, keep seeing Sinbad? <laughs> no. As Jax? <laughs> no. No, but now that you've said it, it is in my head and it won't leave. I think it's the freckles and, like, the way that he furrows his brow. I'm like, that reminds, that looks like Sinbad. I'm never going to get that visual out of my head now. <laughs> now I'm going to, I got to Photoshop Sinbad with metal arms now. Like, PG upset Sinbad from like First Kid. Oh God, First Kid is so fucking bad. Where he's all fucking frustrated the entire time. No, like Jingle All the Way Sinbad, where he's complaining the whole time. Oh God, because that's basically what this is. Yeah, Jax is unhappy the entire film. I don't blame Jax at all. Sonya doesn't tell him a goddamn thing about what's going on, and she just basically every time he asks a question, just blows him off because she's upset about Johnny getting killed. That's her subplot. Let's think about his day, and let's think about their day. Like they've been dealing with this for a little bit. Um, which actually is a major continuity hole if you think about it, because when you see Jax last in the first movie, he is at the dock yep. where uh, they leave for the island. Sonya! Hey, Sonya! And that's it. Like, a few days later, he's now uh, bald in some facility in the middle of nowhere with some metal arms, so there you go. Because he's got to go save her, and the only way he can do that is metal arms, apparently. But if you're Jax, you just wake up, and you're like, okay, I'm the only one here. Oh, hi, Sonya. Oh, what is happening? Can someone <laughs> answer me some questions? No? Okay. I'm not talking to anybody after this. This is part of the movie that pissed me off, and I kind of talked about this maybe... I talked about this a little bit with uh, Guyver 2, but it's like, you know, this movie, you have all these characters that are just known quantified badasses in their respective games, but, like, fucking first Katana's got to be saved by Luke Kang, then fucking Sonya's got to be saved by Jax. She could beat these people's asses into dust, and they constantly have them being fucking saved, and they're fighting these peon characters while Jax fights some fucking God-knows-what creature. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on here, um, especially later when we when we have the mud 
wrestling. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, dear God. Yeah, see, that's that's the kind of thought process that's going on with all this fucking uh, damsel in distress shit. I have a lot to say about that sequence because it angered me in very unexpected ways. Um, so, as they're about to leave, we hear from the back, General Briggs, Sonya Blade, death is the only way out. It's Cyrax, he shows up. Yeah, it's Cyrax, he shows up, he makes a corny little uh, threat, and then... More really, really lame fighting happens. And it's the same costume as Smoke, but this time it's yellow. I I kind of like it. Shoot me. I, I don't know. It's it, look, Cyrax's look is aesthetically pleasing to begin with. It's the same fucking costume, except it's yellow. For whatever reason, Cyrax comes in and says that to Sonya and Jax. And then his fucking, like, chest opens up and, like, bombs, spiked bombs, like, shoot out and then blow up the hallway he's in. And then he walks through it like some kind of T2 fucking bullshit. Oh, wait, was this before or after he breaks all the glass for no reason? And then it shows two very awkward slow-mo cuts of Sonya and Jack's big arms jumping out of the way. <laughs> this is before that. And then he breaks the fucking glass. And it's like, why? Why? He has that uh, that net move in the game where he shoots like a fucking, like, you know, green net whatever but in the movie it's now 100% fatal well yeah it's like basically instead of this like electronic net or whatever the fuck you want to call it it's like nano machines or some shit yeah what the fuck is that it's like nano acid like they take some liberties with people's powers in the first movie but not too extreme like Sub-Zero's magic like his fucking cryomancer we want to call in the first movie actually seems kind of ridiculously overpowered when you think about it because they try to handle it in like a realistic way almost and they're like well you can't have sub-zero not have him fucking free shit you know what i mean yeah there's just such weird liberties being taken with characters that are really easy to get yeah but like why uh, again like sean said like that green net that comes out that kind of incapacitates the other character like why the fuck is it some kind of weird, bad CGI fucking, like, particle thing that comes out? If it's there to please the fans, the fans are going to go, that's not what that does. <laughs> I think I said that in the theater. I was like, where's the fucking net, you stupid fuck? That's not how the Force works. <laughs> Basically, that's what it was. I, I I mean, it could be, you know, I can think of multiple reasons why they didn't do it. Maybe it's just they couldn't figure out how to get the CGI to look good, or maybe they just wanted to show a really bad fucking melting body scene. Come on, they could have just shot a fucking green net out of it. Predator fucking did it in 1990. Predator 2. I'm just trying to do the logic jump to get to why it was nanomachines instead, or whatever that is supposed to be. Uh, So this lame-ass fight, Jax is fighting Cyrax, and Jax goes, here, go fight those 10 people. I'll take the one. Yeah. So this fight kind of goes until Sonya, like, fucking, they double-team Cyrax and knock him through, like, a hallway or some shit. And then yeah. he crashes into some pipes that have powder in them? Yeah, what is she picking up? Sonya, like, takes a handful of shit. She knows it's flammable for some reason? You know how she knew. It's the same shit Rumpelstiltskin threw at the villagers. Oh, <laughs> dear God. I wasn't ready for that. It's coming back, man. Oh, my God. Here's my glitter. Ah. That could have been, like, boric acid. Like, you don't know what the fuck that is. What if it was fucking magnesium and it blew back in your face and <laughs> blinded you forever? Uh, and it's it's only here so we can get Sonya's kiss of death fatality. But it's not even the same thing. It's not, and it also has a very strange effect where, like, it's a bad kind of fire overlay, and then for whatever reason, the frame goes negative? Yeah, and then Cyrax dies. He's a fucking android. He's not dying by fire. Also, robots have tattoos. Yeah, apparently. Can we elaborate on these tattoos just a little bit? Yeah, like, all, all of Shao Kahn's fucking henchmen have these tattoos of, like, a little dragon. 
that fly off of them for some reason when they die. It's not, it's not just a dragon, Connor. We need to explain what this dragon looks like. It looks like a very bad, like, maybe PS2, like, in-game, like, dragon, but, like, early PS2, maybe late PS1. It looks fucking horrible. It's made of triangles. Here's the thing with this. Like, uh, apparently later on... I mean, I'm just, we're just, I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> Might as well. Fuck it. Who cares? Because who fucking cares? Um... <laughs> This dragon thing is like a family crest that Shao Kahn has, and Raiden explains that, like, if you're, like, a pure blood, you have the tattoo and it's real, and if you don't and it comes off and it dies, that you're just, like, kind of, you have, like, a free pass to move between Outworld and Our World. Clarify that, Joe. A pure blood what? <laughs> pure blood douchebag. <laughs> Pure blood what? Outworlder? Earth Realmer? Chaos Realmer? What? Nether Realm? Fuck it. Spoiler. Raiden and fucking Shao Kahn are brothers, and they come from the same bloodline, okay? Well, th this happens, like, it's not really a spoiler yet. This happens immediately after the fight sequence. We're taken to another fucking lore dump and cuts to Shao Kahn, who's like, Father, the merger! By the way, we forgot to mention that Shao Kahn's dad in this movie is Shinnok, who is the boss of Mortal Kombat 4, who is a fallen nether god, who is, was, like... His backstory is really complicated. Is it Shinnok? Yeah, they mention it once at the end. It's kind of like the end of House of the Dead where they say, oh, it's, uh, uh, whatever, Kyrian or whatever. It's kind of one of those. Shinnok's really important, and you wouldn't even know he's in the movie. No. Shinnok is like Ultron. When he shows up, everyone goes, oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, he's he's one of the Elder Gods, and there's only three, and he's like an, a wind elemental in the movie? Oh, God. The fucking Elder Gods, man. I, I know we're getting a little out of order here, but... Shit. I know, but it just doesn't make any sense. Anyway, this particular Elder God, Shinnok... I didn't even know that was his name in the movie, or that it was supposed to be that particular character, but he's the father of Shao Kahn and Raiden, and we'll expand upon that as we go. But anyway... Yes, yes. So we're taken to the meeting of the Legion of Goons... <laughs> Where, like, all of Shao Kahn's, like, badmen are surrounding a fucking table, uh, like it's the fucking Justice League. Oh, God, this fucking table has the MK logo embezzled in it. And then, oh, look, here's another character that is going to be introduced only to be disposed of. Here's Rain, the Adinian prince. Yeah. I don't even, like we said, he talks about how they captured Striker and Cabal and Shao Kahn, who, by the way, because he's just bald not wearing any of his costume, I totally didn't realize it was him at first. Yeah. Uh, just decides, uh... You you failed me. You're dead. See ya. Yeah, because he because uh, Rain didn't kill Cabal and Striker, and I'm thinking to myself like those are the people you're worried about. You're not worried about fucking Liu Kang and Raiden? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Stryker's got a fucking pistol. That's all he's got. For God's sakes, you're worried about beer gut and backwards cap <laughs> Striker. Cabal's pretty badass, though. Yeah, Cabal's cool. Come on, man. Yeah, Cabal's awesome. Rain's like, oh, well, I, uh, we spared him because we didn't think it was going to be a problem. And Shao Kahn's like, oh, okay, well, you're right. It won't be a problem again. He takes his fucking hammer and smacks Rain in the fucking chest and flings him into a fucking fire pit. Oh, okay. So so that's the one use of the hammer we get in the film. That's it. And then he takes the hammer and, like, smashes it on that fucking uh, Mortal Kombat logo emblazoned fucking table thing for whatever reason. Shao Kahn basically is like oh Sindel because Rain's dead and he was my general you're my general now and then Mataru and Shiva basically get into it over that uh, by the way we need to talk for just a moment about how fucking terrible Shiva looks she looks pretty legit though <laughs> I thought she looked pretty good yeah me too no just like the forearm thing is actually pretty impressive however 
her costume is like just throw some green shit on her own. Oh, here, take these take these gloves. You're good. Oh well, yeah, yeah. You mean her makeup? Yeah, her entire like look outside of the forearm effect is abysmal. I mean, she looks like the game. She has like that fucking red like V thing. It's the booby attire, is what I call it. Yeah, it's boob attire. Yeah, for sure. It's very practical for fighting. Yeah, I I, I forget why they are arguing other than that they both think they should be the general and Mataro is just basically like trying to be like, oh, I should be the general, and she was like, no, I should be the general, and they start like beating the shit out of each other briefly. Sindel's like, Motaro, you work at Pep Boys, you can't be a general of anything. Ermax in the corner, and he's like, and he's like, oh well, these two sniveling idiots are fucking morons. I should be the general, and then Shao Kahn's like, no. I think I'm gonna pick Sindel. Because, uh, she's like my wife, kind of. Maybe? I don't ever go into the detail on that. She totally is, but not really in the movie, kinda. No, it's weird because they, they try to bring in those plot threads, but if you're if you're not familiar with the games, you're like, why is he trying? Why is he being sweet on Katana? And like, why does he care about Sindel? Like, because technically Katana is his like adopted daughter. But like, why don't? Why isn't that there though? Yeah, because for 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 the people out there that haven't like caught up with Mortal Kombat lore, you know, they've they've done a lot with it the last couple games that have come out. But the gist of it is like. Joe and Connor talking about like there was this this uh, world called Eldia that was taken over by Shao Kahn and his people and merged with Outworld and then it became a desolate land and he killed the king and he killed the queen and the queen was Sindel and then he brought her back to life with some like witchcraft bullshit and yada yada here we are well he's a sorcerer too right and if you go by recent games like Sindel was a trump card on Outworld side because once she, like, in Mortal Kombat 9, she fucking trashes half the cast. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, she kills, like, eight characters in the span of, f- like, a fucking minute. My fucking jaw dropped with that cutscene. I'm like, what? I was like, are you kidding me? You just killed Sub-Zero. They set her up in the movie like she's going to be a big deal. Because every time she's on screen until, like, maybe the last half hour, they, they have her doing these really powerful attacks. She has this, like, scream ability that just, like, fucking knocks rocks down and just yeah. blows buildings up and shit. It's OP as fuck. And it's like, okay, so why didn't you do that the other time? You know what I mean? Right. And she does her hair whip thing in this later, too. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, God. Yeah. So now we're going to arrive at one of my favorite sequences. So, like, Liu Kang is wandering around. Hey, do you like outside? Here's more of it. He's in a desert. He's going fucking walkabout looking for fucking Nightwolf. He's just wandering. He's like, well, I guess I'm looking for a guy whose name I learned today, whose appearance I'm not familiar with. He's like, I've been looking for Kung Lao for days, and he hasn't (laughs) showed up anywhere. (laughs) Liu! He never does show up. I could have used some Kung Lao in this. That would have been fucking sweet, but not really because this movie sucks. I, I actually like Nightwolf as a character quite a bit. He's got a cool move set. He's kind of an interesting character, even if he has a little bit of a stereotype. You think? This wolf fucking attacks um, Lu, uh, Liu Kang, and you get this, re- this really bad cut to basically fucking Nightwolf standing there and his head still in wolf form and then like the CG just like pushes the wolf head into his real face and then he's just normal. And then he goes, it's my animality. And the audience would go, what the fuck is that? The the line verbatim is pretty cool, huh? It's my animality. And I'm like, you're a shaman. What the fuck are you talking about? Also, why did you name that that concept? It's it's a weird Mortal Kombat trope because, like, it's like babalities and friendships. It's a, it's a silly-ass thing. There's no reason for it to be in this movie. No, it doesn't need to be here, and we have this weird, like, again, like, Native American shamanistic shit going on where basically, you know, fucking Liu Kang needs to go walk about and eat fucking peyote and, like, find his spirit animal 
basically. But like it never really even gets there. It's like, what the fuck are you trying to do in this movie? Yeah, he, he has like a nightmare and it kind of has flashes of like other scenes in the movie, we'll just say. Well, Nightwolf hits him right in the fucking face with his axe and then disappears from the movie. What a shame. What a fucking shame. Like, why even put him in it? I, I've, I have this like this thought that all the characters who just show up and leave are all sitting in a room eating together going like, what was up with that stuff? What was what were they doing? They got paid to be there for one day of shooting. They're all sitting at shawarma. That's exactly what's going on. Scorpion and Sub-Zero are hanging out and Scorpion's like, sorry I attacked you today. Kentaro's there like fucking cooking <laughs> up some shit in the back. Nobody called me. <laughs> right? Why isn't he in this? Oh, we can't have another... F- Kentaro? I don't know. He's like a fucking four-armed tiger, man. I like him. Uh, so Liu Kang has his dream, and then he wakes up, and there's a woman there, and hey, everybody, here's Jade. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I don't I don't know what they're going for with this character at all, because it is Jade. I mean, they keep, they keep calling her Jade. Thanks, movie, for uh, assaulting me over the head with new characters every five minutes. But I also want to say, and maybe this is me just reading too much into it, is that she's supposed to be like chameleon or some shit, because at one point she just starts like changing into other people, if I understood that correctly i don't know what her purpose in this movie is i don't think jade has that ability in the game well that's what i'm saying i think i i want to say there was a character in four or five called chameleon there's two chameleon characters they're both named chameleon it's a, a chameleon it's a male and a female that wasn't wasn't that in the tri- that was in the trilogy yeah it was like ultimate mk trilogy for ps1 that had like every character who had been in a game at that point right and i i don't know maybe that's not what they're going for maybe they were just doing some trickery to fuck with Liu kang but like i don't know jade i Again, like, I hate to keep comparing it to the game. Uh, you know, I'm not, I, I like Mortal Kombat. It's a fun series and whatnot. But, like, Jade of all characters, like, sure, she's kind of important to Katana, but she never really goes anywhere with that. Th- think about, uh, just from an information perspective, like, how much is being forced into your eyeballs in, like, a six-minute span? Nightwolf, Animalities, and Jade, and it's all of his meaningless because there's so little time spent on anything i know and not to mention that jade the second that she meets fucking luke kang tries making out with him yeah and then she attacks him and then she's good again i love i love robin shu's response here because he's like you would think it would be is this another one of nightwolf's crazy tests but he goes is this one another is this another one of nightwolf's crazy tests like that's the name of them it's a crazy test it's a crazy (laughs) test (laughs) it's gonna determine how nutty you are (laughs) exactly i'm like what the fuck yeah the 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 rest of the movie's all in uh luke kang's head he's really in a fucking like uh you know in a cell somewhere. Like, everything seems normal, and then Akuma shows up, he's like, wait a minute, what's happening? And then, like, fucking Heihachi shows up, and then uh, Nightmare from Soul Calibur shows up, he's like, no, I'm losing my grip on reality. It's like eternal sunshine for the spotless mind, but, like, Elijah Wood's, like, trying to erase his memory, but, like, fuck Katana at the same time. This next sequence uh, angered me beyond reason, because this features a character I really like, because she's awesome, and she is reduced to a literal mud wrestling match, and then she dies. She should have been the Jade character. We should have switched that. This character was Melina, uh, and there's one reference to her relationship with Katana, where Sonya's like, Katana, and Melina goes, you wish. You know, that that scene kills me, because it's like, her and Jack, Sonya and Jax are walking through the fucking mountains like it's the beginning of Planet of the Apes. And, and fucking Jax is just, like, complaining, like, what the fuck, you got me out here, like, you didn't explain anything, what the fuck, what, you know, this is ridiculous, this is crazy, and Sonya's like, well, Johnny didn't have a choice, and then she turns a corner and Melina dies at her, and then Jax just, like, doesn't show up for five minutes? Like, what is he fucking doing, taking a leak? What, what is the deal with Sonya? Like, she's so caught up about Johnny in this movie, and I'm like... 
if there was any inkling that they were together, it was so fleeting and, like, just at the end of the film in the first one. It wasn't really a thing except for, like, Johnny had the hots for her, and then over the course yeah. of the movie, she kind of finds his his attitude to be charming. Yeah, and that's it. They don't just become a couple. Like, they're two attractive people who are like, yeah, you're kind of okay. And they kind of, you know, again, a game that came out 20 years after this movie kind of played into that a little bit with uh, MK10, where they they were together, but now they're no longer together because, of course, they wouldn't. Well, they have a fucking kid. Watching this movie just makes me want to fucking play that. Like, so bad right now. I did. I had a great time for a few minutes. So, Sonya and Melina have a really trashy, trashy, like, fucking 2000s-era WWF fucking mud wrestling match. That ends with someone else getting their fucking neck broken. Okay, the first movie was PG-13. The first movie featured a man getting impaled by an icicle, a man getting his head sliced in half, and someone being impaled on a spike. Yep. It was pretty violent, and this movie has no fucking teeth. Not at all. Okay, so so Sonya and Melina are fighting, and like Connor was saying, they're like mud wrestling, and it's like it's like a fucking Howard Stern skit. Sonya gets her in her move, where she has like uh, her legs around her head and she fucking somersaults her into the ground and then she's like standing a foot and a half away from her and the camera cuts and she's got both legs wrapped around Melena's head and she just twists and that was it uh, so then that happens and the tattoo flies off and then uh, a fucking poorly rendered like Doom character pops out of the ground. Oh my god. Oh my god, this fucking thing. It's disposed of by Jax running up and punching it directly in the butt a few times. This awful CGI fucking monstrosity like Connor said, like from Doom just fucking pops out of the statue and Jax just punches this thing in the ass like three times and then it dies or something? Well, he punches it and it looks like it glitches out for a second because it starts twitching. And then Jax is like, I knew these arms were good for something and Sony's like, Thanks for helping me out. And he's like, hey, you look good in mud. And she's like, really? Uh, so then we go to Raiden's side quest. And this is where I said the other gods are useless con artists because Raiden basically goes up there and has a taste of his own medicine. He's like, hang on. Liu Kang was right. We won the tournament. What's the deal? Other gods are like, hmm, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk in questions. These fucking elder gods. Fucking Raiden's up there talking to a bunch of earth elementals, for God's sake. Exactly. There's fire. It's like the fucking bush that Moses talked to. <laughs> And, and, and some wind and a goddamn drizzle of rain. They all look like they were attacked by the lawnmower man. It's like the goddesses of the Triforce. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, and like one of them, one of them, you can say, "Hey, that's Fujin. He's a character." But everybody else, like, I don't know what you're supposed to be. I don't know. The fire guy looks like the fucking Inferno from friggin' Soul Calibur. For God's sakes, Fujin was he debuted in Mortal Kombat Four, uh, and he's the god. He's the Earth God of Wind. But then he's supposed to be Shinnok. Exactly. But the thing is, like in Mortal Kombat lore, like there are gods like Raiden and Fujin, and then there are the Elder Gods who are kind of ambiguous. Like, you're, the only one you meet is Shinnok, and he's a fallen god at this point. Yeah, but they're not... They're, like, this is... A, the, the Elder Gods aren't hanging out in a temple. These motherfuckers are, like, celestial. You know what I mean? So, so he stands there fucking meditating or whatever in a, in a goddamn puddle he's floating on. That looks like the logo. <laughs> he's sitting in the logo. They, they somehow convince him that, oh, you know, we can't do anything about this, but if... If you become, like, the people you love, then maybe we'll look into it. Basically implying that, oh, maybe we'll help if, you, if you're if you no longer immortal. And he's like, huh. This is a dirty fucking deal. Oh, yeah. Because like, Raiden comes up, he's like, hey, my realm was under threat from, like, basically otherworldly terrorism. And this is against the rules that we all establish. Yeah. And then the gods are like, oh, yeah? 
Well, what, what do we get from you? Right, but it's just like, aren't you, like, Raiden's like, aren't you fucking pissed off that Shao Kahn disobeyed you? And they're like, not really. As he shoves a grape into his mouth, like, eh, could care less. Eh, whatever. Humans make their own fucking demise. And uh, Raiden's like, all right, well, what can I give you? And he's just like, oh, you, you know that fucking stories with Samson? Let's do that. We'll cut your fucking hair off and you'll lose your powers and you'll become mortal. Oh, God. That was so corny. But not really explain it. No, it's like a, it's like a jump cut, but it's basically that's what it is. Yeah, he jumps out with a new, a new fucking set of clothes and a brand new blonde spiked hairdo. Hey, guys, like my do? He, he doesn't just jump out. He appears out of the sky somersaulting. That's right, because our, our, our protagonists, like, run up to this temple and they're like, he's not here, even though they don't go inside. And then Raiden, like, is, like, green screen... Over the fucking temple, and it like he like jump he like jumps out of it. You know what it kind of looks like? You, you ever watch Pappy Land? Oh, you know what I have now that you say that with like the old fucking man. He's like a gnome or some shit. No, no, he's just an old farmer, and he's like he like draws shit and teaches you how to draw. In the beginning of that fucking show, he like jumps into like a storybook or some shit, and that's what it looks like. Okay, it looks like shitty like it looks like shitty public TV like jumping he, like like Raiden jumped out of like the temple and like. It lands next to him, and he's just smiling. He's like, hey, guys, I'm a mortal now. This is, isn't this fun? If you're Liu Kang in the gang right now, and Raiden goes out and goes, sup, guys, I didn't get any answers, but I'm mortal now, you go, why the fuck did you do that? And they kind of do. Why would you do that? You were, you were our strongest tool that we had against the forces of our world. They're all relying on him. Like, if I was Liu Kang, I'd just blow my brains out. I'd be like, all right, we're, we're <laughs> dead anyway. Raiden's basically just like, it's cool, guys. Like, y'all gonna die anyway, but, you know, it'll be honorable. I'm one of you now. We'll die as humans. And they're like, the point is not to die. And you're like, wait a second. You became a human to die? Okay, yeah, all right. Whatever you say. Like, he's, like, fulfilling his sick fantasy while they're all fucking suffering. They're standing in front of this, uh, you know, ancient temple, which is basically built into, like, this uh, mountain. And then Shao Kahn and all of his fucking army show up. Uh, and all the all, all the all the characters have met up at this point. This is the extermination squad. They're like fucking shogun warriors with like cheap Halloween like blackout faces. Why does Shao Kahn keep leaving and returning to his fucking fortress to do seemingly nothing? Why is he riding a fucking horse through the desert? He should have fucking rode Mataro around for God's <laughs> sake. That would been amazing. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, at that point. Why not? Come on. If I was Shao Kahn, I'd be like, Mataro, get the fuck over here. Like, put this saddle on. We're going into battle. So they're trying to, like, leave through some portal to somewhere. Right, but Raiden... Yeah, Raiden's, like, having trouble getting it up. He's like, oh, my erectile dysfunction's happening. The extermination squads are not doing any exterminating because there again, you're just in the middle. Hey, more outside. And then Sindel unleashes a scream that... You guys said it was overpowered. This is ridiculous. She blows out the entire side of a mountain. Nothing should be standing. Even people. Right, but like, why didn't she just dispose of everybody before? With the fucking screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? I have a, b a better idea. Notice how she does kind of a sweeping attack? Why didn't you sweep from the other side? Or maybe start at your intended targets? And just scream right at them and they'll be dead. Right, well, you know, Raiden's like struggling to open this portal because he's mortal now and I guess he's losing his powers as you guys had mentioned previously. And then as the mountains start to crumble uh, from right to left, they fucking get in this portal right as all the rocks fall and then Shao Kahn just like, Huh, okay, going all up according to plan. Yeah, they like just make it out of there in the nick of time and Shao Kahn's like, 
great. They took the bait, and we're all like, what? Which, by the way, like, Jade is with Liu Kang, so there's a little gang formed now. Well, yeah, it's Jade, it's Jade Liu Kang, Jax, Sonya, and Raiden. This is somewhere else I got very angry at, because they, they stop in some... Fucking, uh, it, this looks like the room Liu Kang fought Reptile in the first movie. I was just gonna say that! I was convinced it was the exact same set. It's gotta be, I even have it written down, I'm like, this is where he fought Reptile. And guess what comes out? Three of them. Oh my god, so so, so they're in Outworld, and Sindel just appears after this scene that just happened, I guess she has teleportation powers, but she basically starts... She yells or she says something. I don't, I don't remember the context. And these fucking three ninjas that look like a, 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 a early model of a fucking MK4 character just phase through a wall. And then it cuts and they're just people. So they're they're going to this place to go. They're trying to find Katana is what's happening. Oh, man. This has the funniest little aside, isn't it? Where is this where, is this where Liu Kang walks up to a literal pile of rocks and goes, this was a Denia? I think so. They all go. They're all, they're all looking for Katana. So they go into like, so they go into this place place where they you know Liu Kang fought Reptile in the first movie and then Sindel shows up and then she's like ha ha you motherfuckers I'm gonna kill you all and then she summons her fucking minions and they're camouflaged like predator like crawling on the wall like Reptile from the first film except they're already ninjas they're all in human form and there's three of them why and they're like they materialize and they're all like in gray but they're totally fucking three reptiles like what the fuck the whole point is that reptile is the last of his race exactly the literal last one like also why are there three of them well just so that they can show that raiden's still kind of a badass even though he's mortal because he takes them all out in about a minute and a half flat yeah but like it's such that fight scene especially is really lame it's just a stunt double throwing some kind of flashy kicks and doing a lot of moves that seemingly affect nothing and then backflip, backflip, front flip, somersault, backflip, backflip, everybody's dead. Let me tell you something. Do not do a slow-mo shot of your stunt double. <laughs> because I'm like, that's not James Remar, that's not James Remar, that's not James Remar. And it like you could see it for like a solid three seconds and you're like, oh, that's not James Remar, like, at all. Even in the beginning, it was the same kind of shit. Uh, so then he just deals with these three three reptiles who've been jobbed out uh, very disrespectfully. And then, like, Jade's like, I'll go take care of Sindel, and just fucks off camera, and we don't see her for a few minutes. Yeah. And then we slam cut to Katana in a cage, uh, and then Shao Kahn, like, offers her wine? He's like, here you go, adopted daughter, like me a little bit. <laughs> You want to be my daughter? Here's a peace offering or whatever. He's like, he's like, hey, little one, I have you this knife. It's balanced <laughs> on both sides. It's perfectly balanced like this. Watch it. The way all the way all things should be. It that's I kept getting those vibes. I did. Yeah, and it, and it's there and gone in a flash. Yep, not even. It's like pfft. she throws the wine back in him. She's like, she's like, you conquered my realm. You killed my family. Fuck you. He's like, well, fuck you too. Then and just <laughs> <laughs> throws it. She takes a sip and fucking spits it in this asshole's face. They, no one treats this guy with respect. Even his own father, fucking Shinox, even like, hey man, you, it, son, if you fuck this up again, I'm just gonna have to do it. And he's like, oh, I, I got it, Dad. I got it. He's pulling out his fucking neck armor. He's like, I get no respect. Early in the movie, it's like, was it Chinooks? Who, by the way, seemingly stole Christopher Lambert's accent. Um, he's like, you let Raiden live? <sighs> Spoiler, that actually is Christopher Lambert inside Chinook. He just pulls his skin off. He's like, I've been here the whole time. Fucking makes sense to me, man. There can only be one. <laughs> can only be one Elder God or one Frenchman with a very vague accent in a movie. Or whatever. <laughs> Jade says she took Sindel and Raiden goes, 
wait, who took Sindel? You did, Jade? And she's like, yeah, got her from behind or whatever. And Jax, like, pulls her up. She's like, <laughs> got her right here, whatever. Yeah, Sha- Shao Kahn gives some, like, fucking speech to his soldiers. And then uh, Liu Kang is, like, breaking into the castle while uh, all the other heroes are basically doing their side quests for the- this point in the movie. And he's there with Katana and this fucking Baraka out of a goddamn fucking Beetleborgs episode shows up. Oh, this this mask is dreadful. There's a bunch of Tarkatan in here, and they're so fucking shitty looking, it's it's criminal. They all look like unnecessarily bulky because, like, whatever costume they're all wearing is really poorly designed. Their heads are really large, and they just have these permanently open mouths. So they're all going, Ugh! It's a Halloween mask, and, like, the blades on their arms are so giant and bulky they look like fucking Popeye arms with like a big fucking like piece of aluminum uh sticking out it looks like shit they're terrible looking and it's just in the fact that there was three reptiles before the sequence and then like multiple Tarkatans like you you don't give a shit about any of this stuff you just want to get it in the movie yeah but like why you know I mean I, I know the Tarkatan army would like worked for Shao Kahn but it was just like I don't know. Like, I, it would have been so much better if it was just Baraka and you did a really good job. Yeah, and then, like, Liu Kang had to, like, fight him for his life. Like, he had a really knockdown, drag-out fight with Baraka. Yeah, and, like, fucked him. And, it, like, it was and it, and it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So he fights Baraka, I guess, and the other characters, and then he, he frees Katana, and they hug, and they're about to kiss because there's this ongoing joke in the movie. Every time they're about to kiss, somebody fucking creeps up on them. Don't need it. Uh, first it was Dracula, then it was Smoke, and then it's fucking Baraka. <laughs> now it's Shiva. Date's over. They, they do the Luke and Leia thing where they fucking swing across the fucking empty pit or whatever. And then, uh, I don't know, Shiva goes after him, but they drop the fucking cage on her and she dies? Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, that's that's she's it. She's gone from the film. Liu Kang kicks one of these Tarkatans into a fucking fire pit, and it's the recycled footage of rain falling <laughs> no, into the isn't. pit. No, it isn't. Oh, yes, my it God. Is. <laughs> I fucking paused it. I'm like, that's rain. That's not even the fucking Tarkatan. And then we go back to, uh, like, Raiden and everybody else, and they have Sindel, because this is also one of the most... This is easily the funniest sequence in the movie, I think. Uh, where, like, Sin- yeah, Sindel just, like, wakes wakes back up, and Jade's like, ha-ha, I've been a bad guy the whole time. And everyone's like, we don't care. Because Raiden's like, oh, you need to, you- oh, Katana, use your love to revive your mom. She's like, I love you, mom. And she's like, <laughs> she does the fucking predator laugh. And then she stands up and then just starts to spin. Uh, and I say spin, which you may conjure up like a top or something with speed or velocity. No, she's just twirling and laughing maniacally. She's like, I don't love you. And fuck you. I hated you since you were a child. And Jade's like, Jade's like, I'm a double agent. Fuck you guys. And they're like, wait a second. I trusted you. Jade turns officially evil and then her fucking eyeshadow changes. Her eyeshadow and her fucking hair becomes like spiky in the back or bun. While this is all happening, every single one of our heroes stands there and doesn't move a muscle. Nope. And then Sindel does her signature hair whip and it looks like shit. Yeah, it looks like three giant dreadlocks form out of her hair. It looks like garbage. And then, and then, like Connor said, she just starts spinning around for what seems like forever. And she's like, <laughs> the whole movie, Katana is basically being referenced to as this character that can, you know, stop the uh, the the fusion, stop the convergence, the portals. Yeah, she she can close the portals, and she's like, nope, I can't close them. They'll be open forever. 
bye, and then spins around and flies away. Right, because I, I don't know. They, they they get some idea. It might have been from Sub-Zero, or it might have been just raiding getting the bad information, but it's just like, oh, if Katana can kiss her mother, then the world won't end, and then it just doesn't work. Raiden's like, yeah, well, we got we to gotta fix Sindel to close the portals. And then it's just a red herring, and then that's the twist, and then everybody's like, wait a second. Oh, that's the twist. Yeah, and everybody's like, wait a second, why did we come here? And they're like, I don't know, Shao Kahn fucking tricked us, or something. You look at the sequence, and it's like the fucking prestige at the end, where he's like, the the guy who saw the, the disappearing act is like, well, where's the next step? It's Where's the, pre-? And, but the prestige never shows up. Right. This trick has no reveal, like a magician makes your car disappear, and then just walks away. Raiden's like, oh, the gods lied to me. Right, and th- this is where you get that lore dump that his father's Shinnok and Shao Kahn's actually his brother because they see like the tattoo on his back um, and he explains oh you know if you're not true born it's like a temporary tattoo basically and then Jax is like well wait a second why the fuck do you have it and he's like wow you need to be the bloodline and he's like well these are coming from Shao Kahn he's like yeah because Shao Kahn's my brother and they're like what and he's like, yep, we were both born from an elder god. Jax is like, who's Shao Kahn? <laughs> yeah, right? Good for Jax. He's still sticking in it, and he has no fucking clue what's going on. Sure. I can't stop seeing Sinbad. Oh, God. It's a sick world. Sick world. We're back at Castle Grayskull again. Again, Shao Kahn likes to just leave his fortress and go back. Like, like as if he's waiting on a fucking Amazon package or something. Like, why do you keep going home? Checking his doorstep. <laughs> um, And he's there, and he's having another meeting of the Legion of Goons. And then he's like, Jade, you failed for reasons. And then uh, has her get eaten by a doom monster. Yeah, it, like, comes out of the wall and just fucking eats her. And Sindel's like, well, yeah, they were going to kick our ass. And he's like, that's no excuse. Bye. I, I have to I have to mention, though, this, this fucking doom monster, basically, its skin looks like a ribeye, like an uncooked ribeye. <laughs> It looks like dog shit. I can't even like It's it's so fucking immobile looking like they just basically to to get the idea across that it ate Jade, it just completely obscures her figure on the frame, and then I think you hear a gulp and that's it, and she's just gone. There's no chewing, there's nothing. And they come out of statues and then they disappear and they're never fucking seen again and it's fucking dumb. So then like Raiden's like, okay, we gotta go stop Shao Kahn, and Liu Kang's like, wait a second, you didn't kill him, and he's like, nope, I couldn't kill him before we fought, and I won, but I didn't kill him, and I can't kill him now, and Liu Kang's like, well, what the fuck? And then Raiden basically is like, I don't know, go fight him, and maybe you'll win, but probably not, but at least you died with honor. I didn't realize how much this actually does unintentionally mirror how their relationship works in Mortal Kombat 9. Yeah, right. Because by the end of it, Liu Kang is like, fuck you, you screwed this whole thing up. Yeah, because he keeps fucking stopping shit because he's like fucking with time and shit. You could tell they had time to get the story right, but it was not in this movie. No. Mm-mm. We're approaching our final battle, I suppose. Thank God. Uh, and it takes place seemingly in the exact same location as the first fight in the movie did. It's just this big fucking courtyard. Just Again, just crags and debris and broken statues and just, just like... A fucking a natural junkyard. I mean, I swear to God, I saw a fucking Jawa in the corner hiding behind a goddamn stone. <laughs> the fucking Global Guts theme starts playing. Do you have it? Mike O'Malley here in Outworld. <laughs> I'm Mo, and this is the final battle with Shao Kahn and Liu Kang or something. So then Raiden is like, I'm going to fight you, Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn's the fuck you aren't. And then he just like pimp slaps him off a high place, and then Raiden falls and dies. <laughs> He's like, my brother died a long time ago. He's more dragon now than man. Yeah, he shoots the fucking light bright uh, pentagon at him. <laughs> yeah, the pentagram fucking thing. And, like, knocks him off, like, a fucking pyramid or some shit, and then he just, again, like, 
no one in this movie dies in a in a way that would in any way shock you or make you like elicit any kind of emotional reaction out of you whatsoever. Raiden just falls and like he boops his back on some dirt and he's like, "I'm dying." Ah! Well, he is thrown. He is thrown probably like fifty to sixty feet in the air and then comes crashing down. So I I don't know what his fucking plan was. Did he forget he wasn't immortal anymore for a second there? <laughs> No, he knew he knew exactly that he that he was halfway mortal. through his fall. He's like shit. Like when he went up there, was he was he thinking in his head? Ah, uh, I have zero MP, so I might as well just get beaten here, so I don't look bad. Luke Kang comes over and he's like, "What the fuck happened?" And he's like, "I'm mortal." Wink. I'm gonna <laughs> die just like the rest of you. Good night. And then Luke Kang's like, "Oh fuck, we're fucked." His eyes close, and Luke Kang is like, "What was your fucking plan? I don't know." Get her. <laughs> Basically, it is. This final fight is now between Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, Jax. Well, they all square off like it's a fucking anime, for God's sakes. And Katana square up against uh, Motaro, Sindel, and then Ermac's like, hold on. And then pukes up Noob Saibot. Yeah, he does, but he looks like shit. Sonya's all miffed that she's got to fight Ermac. She's like, I guess I'll take, I'll pick up the leftovers. Jax is like, I'll take Mr. Red. Oh, God. <laughs> Up to this point in the movie, Jax was my favorite character, and then after that line, I was like, well, nope, there's nothing good about this movie. <laughs> so then this fight happens exactly as you think it is, except there's a moment where Sonya is being ping-ponged between Ermac and Noob Saba. They just take turns roundhouse kicking her in the face, and she just goes, oh, and then walks into the next kick, and then just rinse, lather, repeat for like two minutes. Oh, yeah. They, they do the cliche thing where the, the heroes get their asses handed to them, and then Luke Kang starts fighting Shao Kahn, but, like, right before they go to blows, then the other characters suddenly, like, get the upper hand and, like, beat their opponent. Well, you know, because the Mortal Kombat music starts playing. Oh, God. And then they start whooping ass. And then Jax fucking rips his metal arms off and starts fucking hammering Mataro, even though this fucking thing would own his ass. Yeah, and you find out they really were slip-ons. <laughs> Come right off! Yeah, when they hit the ground, they look like fucking foam latex, which they are. And and they explode, or they, you know they start, you know, all the fucking wires and shit start sparking. I, I, it's dumb. And then he beats Motaro by punching him in the chin. Yeah, and he's like, ow! And he fucking socks him in the jaw, and he just like passes out and dies? Question mark. Yeah, and then like Sonya is still getting kicked in the face. Uh, she's probably like, where are my friends? Yeah. And then they just knock over Ermac and New Saibot and then they're just they just disappear from the film. Well, like Jax is like, get out of here and he like throws Noob Saibot and then he punches Ermac and he falls and then uh Sony like breaks his neck and he dies. But Mataro's not really dead and the the battle between the, the fight between Katana and Sindel is so fucking bad. Like that's the worst fight that they keep cutting back to because they keep throwing the same, like, kicks at each other? It's like recycled footage over and over again. Why isn't she using the fucking fan blades, and why isn't Sindel just screaming in her face the entire time until she's fucking mush? I don't know. They should all be dead. Why didn't Sindel just clear the battlefield in one move? That's what I'm talking about. So then these side characters start to win, and Liu Kang is fighting Shao Kahn, and then... Oh, boy. So this was supposed to be, I guess, a subplot that was supposed to be developed earlier in the film, but they stopped talking about it until this moment. Mm -hmm. Liu Kang is, like, losing, and then he f <laughs> he turns into one of the most piss-poor-looking CGI dragons 
that's ever existed. And then Shao Kahn's like, mm, animality, me too. And then, like, his fucking head peels back, uh, and he turns into, like, a Hydra. And it goes on for, like, 15 seconds, and then they both just leave those forms and collapse. And it's like, what was the fucking point of that? You've been building this up since the beginning of the movie! It looks like a cutscene from fucking Dark Cloud. And it's like, what? what is happening here, okay? It is so fucking shit. Of all the first-gen PS2 titles that you could have farmed for that joke, it just went with Dark Cloud. That's the weirdest thing. It just reminded me of that, man. So their fucking, their stupid-ass fight continues without animality forms, and then... And then the Elder Gods, who of this whole movie said, hey, we can't do anything, and then everyone leaves the room, they go, we can totally do something. <laughs> they show up because Shao Kahn is beaten by Liu Kang, and uh, Shinnok finally goes to intervene, and I guess that's the trigger for them. Like, ah, uh, yeah, Shao Kahn can do whatever the fuck he wants, but uh, Shinnok, you're an Elder God. Go fuck yourself. I guess? Yeah, and this is where they come in to, like, now we can sanction a Mortal Kombat match between Shao Kahn and Liu Kang, and winner takes all. Yeah, and they're basically like, okay, well, you're mortal now. We made you mortal. Now it's fair. Or I, or something. Because he's like, oh, you, you, you're bleeding now, Shao Kahn. And the other fucking two elementals come, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, now you're mortal because it's Mortal Kombat. And then the cue the music, and then they fight. Okay, so we've been, so we've been talking th- throughout this about how if a bad guy dies, the little dragon comes off, and, and, and the tattoo comes off and becomes an actual thing and then, like, kind of disappears, right? So, Liu Kang, like, does, like, a backflip kick into fucking Shao Kahn's face, and he, like, and Shao Kahn does a backflip onto, like, a set of stairs, but he's totally still alive, but yet he's defeated? I guess? Sure. I guess? Because he's not dead, but then all of a sudden he's like, oh, and then a fucking dragon rips out of his body and then flips around and explodes and then Shinnok like folds into a bunch of fucking cubes <laughs> and disappears. Squares. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is facilitating all of this shit? Shinnok's punishment is he'll be he'll be he'll be stored in an elder god folder for the rest of eternity. <laughs> and then uh, you know, the world just goes back to how it was before Shao Kahn invaded. You know, they just are teleported back to Liu Kang's temple, which Earlier in the film was shown to be in Outworld, totally fucking destroyed, but we'll just ignore that. Yeah. And and it's all fucking, you know, gumdrops and fucking lollipops. This is the most, uh, like, an incredibly forced hunky-dory ending. Like, Raiden, who just died maybe 90 seconds ago, is already back from the dead because the other gods are like, hey, you did a good job. We should, probably shouldn't have taken your immortality from us. M- our bad. Not only that, they resurrect him because they're like, hey, your dad's dead. Now you're going to be an elder god with us. And he's like, mm, okay. This actually makes sense because Shao Kahn is gone. The influence he has over Sindel is no longer valid. Uh, so she's no longer in his control. But to that end, if it is like through the control of some sort of spell, wouldn't she just drop dead? Right. Or like crumble into dust or something. But Katana's horrified. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the reality of the situation. You, you get the payoff on this fucking joke that's been going out through the movie and Liu Kang and Katana finally... They finally kiss. We can finally oh, put an end to that one. I'm so happy. My heart melted. I'm so happy. Meanwhile, Johnny Cage's body's on the ground <laughs> limp. It's been sitting there for fucking days. No one picked it up or anything. This movie ends and Johnny Cage is still dead. And it's hilarious because this movie closes exactly the way it opens. Raiden turns into some fucking nanomachine smoke fucking blob looking thing and then just evaporates. Yeah, they made him, the, the Elder Gods made him 
an official elder god, and he's like a fucking you know the 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 avatar of um, the Mister Wind or whatever the fuck. The avatar of shitty movies because this, this movie is, is a massive fucking pile. I like to think that Luke Kang or Sonya Blade was like, "Hold on, wait, bring Johnny back," and the other gods are like, "Bye, see ya. <laughs> we already left. Can't hear you. Too far away." And then like everybody high fives, and it cuts. Like hard cuts to the fucking logo, and then cue the music, and then credits. And this movie effectively tanked the Mortal Kombat movie effort. Man, per- in perpetuity. And, and they were planning on doing a third one. You could have got away with this film, okay? This film is an overstuffed pile of shit, and you just they. What happened was they spread themselves way too thin. They put too many characters, too many effects. Too many big ideas that just didn't fit the fucking budget. This could have been a good flick, and it's just not. This movie is what you think of when you think of how bad a video game movie can be. And not in an oovable way, because that's like its its own genre at this point. Right. But like this this is an an inexcusable disaster that's just like they just throw characters and tropes and concepts and stuff at you every four minutes, and then that object or whatever or human disappears and is never mentioned again like there was no reason for scorpion sub-zero to be in this movie no well you know they were in it so they could put it in the fucking trailer and sell a few tickets yeah because people are like oh shit sub-zero's back and scorpion's back jay didn't have to be this movie nightwolf shows up for like i think it's what it's a grand total of maybe a minute possibly the first movie the first movie works because it's essentially enter the dragon kind of down to some pretty fine details pretty much yeah actually you're right i wish john saxon showed up yeah me too <laughs> The first movie is Enter the Dragon with a Mortal Kombat coat of paint, and there's lots of really cool shit in it. It's not it's not high art by any means. But it's enjoyable. It's super fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an easy watch, and it's fun. And all the fight sequences are choreographed by people who know what they're doing, so the fights are, like, the Scorpion and Johnny Cage fight is amazing. Oh, yeah, it's great. Especially that one scene where Johnny's just getting his head stopped into a plank of wood, like, over and over and over again. Where he's kicking the fucking camera, like, you feel that shit. But, like, that's, I think that's why this movie suffers so much, because you're trying to fit 10 pounds of shit into a 5-pound box, and it's like, dude, like, if you just scaled the shit back and tried not to go so goddamn grandiose, like, this could have been enjoyable, just like the first one, and it's just, it's just not. Also, the idea that we live in a world where there are two PG-13 Mortal Kombat movies kind of blows my mind. Well, because even though all the kids that are playing the bloody video game, they can't legally go see this movie by themselves. (laughs) The marketing appeal to children through a a property that is known for its intense graphic violence is really strange. Are you all familiar with the Mortal Kombat stage show that was going on in the 90s? Uh, No. I thought we just watched it. Oh my god. There There is a traveling there was a traveling Mortal Kombat live show that went around and it lasted for like a hot minute and then just disappeared. The most that you can find of this is some archive footage on YouTube of, like, the dude who's, like, in full Mortal Kombat 3 Shang Tsung attire going, like, yeah, we really like doing it for the kids. I need to fucking find this. There's got to be a recording, like, of the whole show somewhere. I, I got to find it. And there was a Mortal Kombat TV show called Mortal Kombat Conquest that was on TNT, and it's not that terrible. That's the animated one, right? No, it's a, it is a live-action show. Motherfuck me. Okay. And it chronicles it chronicles young Kung Lao and has, like, Quan Chi, Sub-Zero, Scorpion, uh, Serena, and a few other characters. It's really interesting to see who they used. Completely missed that one. Gotta look that one up, too. So where are we putting this boy? See, the thing is, this movie personally wounds me because I really, really sincerely, with all my heart, love Mortal Kombat. Um, 
and this movie is an assault on my emotions. <laughs> I feel kind of the same way, Connor. I, I know where you're coming from on that. Yeah, like, this is something I hold very near and dear, and um, this movie just, like, walks all over it and then just, like, wipes his feet on it, uh, and then hands it back to me like, this is the same, right? Think about it if, you know, someone walked on the American flag. You know, some people would take that as, like, a fucking huge insult. Now, now what they did with this movie was they walked on the fucking the faces of the Mortal Kombat games and just fucking ruined them. All over Midway? Yeah, yeah, clearly, you know, we saw how that worked out. R.I.P. Midway. <laughs> R.I.P. Midway. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to do that to this movie. I'm going to fucking stomp on this movie, and I'm going to take the crumpled little tiny bits, and then I'm going to fucking eat it in a, in a, in a nice veggie chili, and I'm going to shit it out right into the dumpster because that's where it belongs. I'm going to go less extreme but somehow more extreme and I'm gonna reach over at this movie's head and then rip it off with its spinal cord still attached. Oh, there you go. I'm going to fucking eye beam this movie till it explodes all over the wall. Till you have what? Well, you had seven rib cages and 14 arms? Yep, yep. <laughs> Brutality, motherfucker. <laughs> my favorite thing about Mortal Kombat 3. Because, uh, yeah, this, this movie is definitely in the dumpster for me. Um, it... It has all, it's very enticing. Like, you're like, oh my God, they're in it, and this guy's in it, and this guy's in it, and I can't wait to see him fight. But then when you get there, it's like this jumbled mess of shit, and you're like, who the fuck said this was okay? This is one of the movies we've watched where I'm very comfortable saying it is objectively a irredeemable piece of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun to watch, and that's a problem. It's just shitty. It's boring. That's the biggest sin that it commits. It's fucking boring. At least Street Fighter gets by on having, like, two performances that are so silly and over-the-top uh, in Van Damme and uh, Raul Julia that it it does become this camp fest, and the, that's not here. They're both eating every piece of scenery that they're in, and that's what makes it entertaining. Yeah. this the, It's not even there in this. It's just like... <laughs> This movie sucks. Video game movies are typically not good, but this is this is as bad as they can be. And, and the biggest failure of this movie, in my opinion, is that this movie pleases no one. It doesn't please people that know nothing about Mortal Kombat, and it doesn't please fans, because people that go into this movie and don't know anything about Mortal Kombat are just going to be confused right off the bat, and people that are fans of it, like us, are just going to be sitting there nitpicking it, and then, you know, just not enjoying it, and then, you know, you add all the bad acting, the bad effects, the bad script, yeah. uh, you know, on top of it, and it's just, it's, it's you know, I, I hate to always go back to this barometer. You know, I don't think it's House of the Dead bad, but it's definitely uh, worse than than um, Dungeons and Dragons. It's like in in sandwiched in between those two movies. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons made me laugh. This movie did not make me laugh. Yeah, and everything is just so shoehorned, and it's just like. I get what you're trying to do, but you're just failing. And then, like, it's like, you know what this movie's like? It's like missing the first step on a long staircase and just tumbling all the way the fuck down <laughs> to the bottom. And then you hit the bottom and y you get knocked out, and then that's the end of the movie. So that's it. That's Mortal Kombat Annihilation from 1997, directed by John Leonetti. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at Movie Dumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joe Lascola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Rain. This will never happen again. It will never happen again. Ah!